channel the goodness. Okay. Perfect. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Elliot Reeves Show. I am Elliot Reeves, and I'm joined today by two of Edinburgh's finest. We have to my immediate left, Andrew Johnson and Gary Young. Rather than introduce Andrew and Gary, um, for the sake of intrigue uh, as to how they introduce themselves, I'm going to ask them to give a quick bio and then we'll we'll get into the conversation. So chaps, welcome. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks for having us. It's yeah. uh, delightful to be here. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's great to have you both. So we'll start with you, Andrew. I mean, if you can give us a, a quick overview as to who you are and, and what you do. Um, well, I'm... Uh, <clears throat> slightly creaky and croaky person today. I am a therapist. I've been a, a therapist for 25 years in health and well-being, primarily meditation, clinical hypnosis, EFT, and I work with individuals, uh, mostly one-to-one -one, uh, here in, uh, in Scotland, and groups doing corporate stress management and resilience and coping skills training and the majority of my business at the moment is online with uh, recordings mp3s and apps so that keeps me busy mm. and you've got a lot of apps yes uh, yes my business partner who mike who's in seattle and i have 24 apps in the app store at the moment and uh, we are uh, enjoying the journey great stuff great stuff gary how are you doing over there? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, as an intro, uh, well, I'm a mindfulness and well-being coach and facilitator, I guess is my new, that's my new title, hmm. uh, which is very different from where I was before. But uh, yeah, so I, I the, I'm the uh, founder and uh, of a business, a social enterprise called The Mindful Enterprise and our uh, specialisms, I guess, are uh, delivering, um, we deliver um, well-being uh, and resilience training to the business sector um, to help uh, businesses to realise their potential, for individuals and businesses to realise their potential. Um, there's a lot of stress prevalent in the workplace at the moment um, and a number of other issues that uh, we feel this training is uh, particularly uh, beneficial for. So we're working with businesses and we're also, uh, our kind of key social missions really are to uh, try and strengthen young people uh, and those uh, and families and uh, in disadvantaged communities uh, because we believe there's some gaps there in terms of knowledge and insight and training that could really help to strengthen um, uh, the, the people of these different communities. Um, um, I think we've seen statistically a worrying rise in mental health related issues, particularly um, amongst children. It seems to be getting younger and younger, the different um, mental health related issues that are now becoming prevalent amongst young people. Um, we want to do something to help that. So um, our, our social mission is really embedded strongly within uh, you know, a mission to try and see um, mindfulness and other forms of meditation integrated into the uh, curriculum in Scottish schools mm -hmm. um, and we also want to uh, lift up communities uh, through some of this training as well uh, so that people can help to pull themselves out of some of the difficulties that they face in generational cycles of poverty and suffering. We want to try and 
over time uh, have a bit of a footprint in, in those communities as well, a meaningful impact. And the work we do with businesses is helping to pay for that because we do free work. Uh, um, uh, we've done some free work in schools and communities and some subsidised work in, in schools and um, the work we do with corporates is helping to, to fund that. So uh, that is the model of the business and this is my my new my new life um, from where I was before. But in addition to that, we do we do courses for individuals uh, who are interested in coming along and uh, training in mindfulness. We do that um, at the moment just in, in Edinburgh. Uh, we hope to be branching out uh, over time. Um, and yeah, and to do some one-to-ones as well with, uh, with, with people who maybe prefer that approach rather than the, the group setting. Fantastic. Good intro. As you kind of alluded to, I mean, you haven't always been involved in this. Maybe take us on a bit of a journey as to where you were before and, and what kind of led you down this path. Yeah, so I'll try and keep this as <laughs> brief and succinct as possible. <laughs> We've got plenty of time, yeah. don't worry. Well, I, I I spent 23 years in the corporate world working in a number of different roles um, through uh, operational environments within financial services and then moved into uh, change management. So I, I became a project manager and sort of worked my way up and got my experience in, in, as a project manager and, and then decided to uh, to to go, uh, go solo and I started my own limited company and was contracting myself back to um, a number of the sort of well-known um, banks predominantly. So I was in the change management uh, environment for about 12 years, learned a lot. Uh, but over that period of time, I had started to also uh, become aware of of stress and how it was impacting me and the hours I was working uh, on some of the projects and programs I was working on was quite intense. I was taking up a lot of energy um, and I had started to move more into doing more self-development stuff. Mm. So I started to experiment with um, with with various modalities and meet lots of wonderful people who were sharing this stuff. Um, uh, one person in particular who who had a, a, a clinic in Edinburgh had was doing um, Reiki sessions with her, and she sort of recommended that I that I maybe look into meditation and. From there, it just, it, I couldn't quite believe the impact it had on me uh, quite so soon after I started to tap into that. Um, and from there, I experienced with, uh, lots of other different things. Then I found mindfulness and I trained in mindfulness and I did my eight-week course. And um, it was probably about halfway into that that the light bulbs just started to come on quite significantly hmm. about how important this was going to be for me uh, as a practice and for others. And uh, that journey uh, took me uh, onto a path where I've now gone through the Mindfulness Association teacher training uh, pathway uh, and still got more more stuff that I'm, I'm keen to do in that uh, as part of that journey. But um, I, yeah, I've just connected and resonated so much with mindfulness uh, that uh, I felt that this was something that needed to be more accessible and shared with more people. And, mm -hmm. um, and that, that took me the, on the journey into the um, into this new world that I'm in now. Hmm. Um, but you know, my it's had significant impacts on on my life, transformational stuff. I would say, in terms of having this regular practice and the opportunities that have come from it, and all the different benefits that have just flown from it on a kind of just a, a, an evolving um, basis. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's 
that's where I, that's a, a, a brief bit about my journey. But I think the main reason I got to where I got to and I didn't really put the, didn't really join the dots initially, but then I started to join the dots because I was using meditation, mindfulness and other aspects for, for healing where I was going back and looking at my past into my childhood and certain things that, 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 that occurred then that had almost been preparing me for doing what I'm doing now, hmm. where there was a quite a, a severe uh, mental health issue, which my dad had when I was quite young. I was only seven, I think, roughly. And it it had quite a, quite a big impact. I didn't really realise for majority of my life how much an impact it was having until I was able to see more clearly in some of my behaviours and how I was dealing with emotions and various different things that it, that it actually had. It was quite deep-rooted. Mm -hmm. So these these modalities have helped me to go back to that point and relive that those times, bring it all back and uh, and properly heal from it. It was essential to helping me to move forward. Um, and without that experience, I wouldn't be where I am now. So, mm -hmm. But grateful to have had the experience in the first place, although it was painful for my dad and all the family and all the stuff that, that occurred uh, in the in the months and years that followed that but it was looking back it was a it was a it was a gift in some ways yeah so it's been yeah it's been very very helpful yeah i think that's quite common sometimes the you, the biggest gifts that you have have come through difficult times or adversity yeah um yeah, it's, really in, it's, it's interesting you mentioned reiki because it seems as though that's quite a common gateway into the spiritual realm if you like yeah andrew with yourself i mean what's your earliest memory of getting into these kinds of practices and and how did your journey evolve mm, my earliest <clears throat> excuse me my earliest memory of this strange world that we're all in is uh is doing some karate training when i was at school in the the 70s and uh my god there was a huge a huge interest in the martial arts because of bruce lee and and all that but i went along as a as a teenager to a karate class and um enjoyed it to a degree um but the last five or ten minutes was meditation um, to sort of try and ground us and centre us. And as my friends and colleagues and schoolmates were all sitting giggling, I I was thinking, hmm, there's something to this. And that set up a a sort of lifelong love of what I closed I what I call eyes closed techniques. And I, I sort of dabbled in meditation for many years and uh, had a variety of different career paths. Some more successful than others. Uh, I worked for an airline and I worked for, I was in the book trade for many years and uh, I had a couple of self-employed businesses, but there was never a, a deep love. Uh, I wasn't following my bliss. And um, about, oh gosh, the early 90s, I started taking an interest in hypnotherapy. Met a hypnotherapist, had a couple of sessions and thought, wow, this is this is something. And uh, I did my training in 94 into 95 and quite quickly went into private practice and I've been doing that ever since. So it was a, it was a, it's, it's like a pre-hypnotherapy is like a past life to me. I suppose it is the same to you. It's yeah. it's, it's like <clears throat> a dim and distant past. Yeah. It was such a transformation <clears throat> for me. 
and it was lovely, <clears throat> excuse me, at that stage to sort of feel, right, this is me now. Where do I go from here? And it, it, it's an ongoing journey for me. It's yeah. it's been it's been wonderful. Ups and downs, but it's yeah, the yeah. same in everyone's Absolutely. life. Absolutely. It's that, it's that familiar, trying to get more familiar with self, isn't it? It's about mm -hmm. learning more about ourselves, the inner world, rather than the external world and the identities that we create for ourselves mm -hmm. through our environment circumstances. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I can and relate I, I, to that. I think it's, it's, for many people in this industry, whether you call it healing or wellness or well-being or whatever, if they go through their training and it has a transformational effect on them as it did with you and as it yep. did for me, it's you you can't help but be so positive about it. Yeah. Um, it becomes like a mission to go out and 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 just act that way and be that way and introduce it to other people. What about you, Elliot? Because you have a deep love of this. Sort of yeah, I do. I've just been thinking about that, actually. I, I started thinking earlier on today about what was the earliest thing that I can remember in terms of, um, yeah, sort of spirituality. And I, I don't know that I could necessarily pinpoint one thing. I know that if I had said to my younger self, you know, you'll be interested in this kind of stuff, I'd have told you where to go. Because <laughs> you know? at the time, uh, it just seemed so new agey, woo woo, just something that, I mean, myself, uh, I have a, I've, I've gained a deeper understanding of myself. Historically, I was very left brained, very linear thinking logic mm. and the, the right hemisphere of my brain, you know, laterally has kind of come to, to life a lot more. Can relate to that. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, probably it would be getting into things podcasts mainly joe rogan tim ferris london reel and then i think probably the tipping point was uh an episode of london reel with a chap called peter sage mm -hmm. who called himself the enlightened entrepreneur and he spoke a lot about consciousness he he used a how would you describe it as a framework really and i've heard michael bernard beckwith talk about it which is like four levels of consciousness so there's the to me mentality which is like victim mode yeah so everything's happening to me or oh, poor me mm -hmm. uh, just, just a, a, complaining a, and moaning and yeah just not a great mindset i suppose um to be in and then you have by me now by me is kind of personal development mode so if you're looking to sort of set goals and break through walls and you know i'm gonna make millions of pounds and all this sort of stuff it's it's good it's better than being in a to me place but it's still not optimal because it means that you're often there's a lot of resistance and you're kind of fighting against the uh swimming upstream is, is probably an analogy that i would use for that mm. then there's the through me which is just allowing things to unfold um kind of going with the bends in the river wherever they might take you mm. which is really a, probably the best place to to be at and then there's as me which is uh, i don't know how best to kind of describe that in english terms but like you would see yourself in a tree you know it's like yeah. the the peak state of yeah. um meditation if you like completely um, connected to absolutely the, everything the and all things absolutely Yes, mm -hmm. but probably not ideal for daily living. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> not really. <laughs> so, through me is um, Peter speaks a lot about living in in through me and just taking a you know swinging the bat at life and and seeing where it takes you. Yeah, that for me probably was the earliest, but that then led into 
deeper spiritual exploration with people like Eckhart Tolle, uh, Ken Wilbur, Wayne Dyer, you know, Marianne Williamson, all this mm. just amazing stuff that these people were talking about. And then it became really dabbling in meditation, um, mindfulness, and then more recently playing around with things like uh, sensory deprivation flotation tank or... Um, that was a good day. <laughs> well, the, the, the Wim Hof method, the, the ice bath, you know... Um, yeah, you're yeah, a brave it's, man. Yes, it. You know that 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 has been. Uh, yeah, that that was quite an experience. Mm. I've I've done the ice bath twice with the Wim Hof breathing, and I've yet to find anything that brings you more into the state of presence than that because it's such an extreme environment. Mm. You have no opportunity to to focus on anything other than the the sheer discomfort that you're in at that that exact moment. Yeah. Um, which has been amazing as well. So yeah, but as I say, you know, if I had had this conversation with my 18, 19, you know, even like 25 year old self, I think he'd have just been like, what are you on? Yeah. But, you know, and I, I think a lot of people, <clears throat> the light bulbs are going on, people are becoming, well, social media is great in many ways because it allows the sharing of this sort of information, which, uh, yeah, and the, the accessibility of it. But for people that maybe think this is very out there for them, what would you suggest as a sort of taster or getting into it? What, where, where would you start with that? Gary? <laughs> nice deflection. <laughs> well, I guess I can, I can relate this to some of the work that I'm doing in, in, in businesses. And there's people in there who are really coming to, to these topics from many different places. Uh, some people are ready for it. Some mm -hmm. people are ready to engage in it and listen to it. Um, there's other people who are skeptical. Uh, there's some people who are resistant to it. And I think the the approach of finding some common ground there across everybody in terms of how it's delivered, if it's delivered in a way where it's relatable to uh, the human condition and the uh, the things that we face on a day-to-day -day basis, the emotions that we all feel and all that kind of stuff and how it can relate into business and into life. And talking about the scientific elements of it as well, which is now fairly, uh, there's a lot of depth to the, to the science behind it, a lot of these different um, practices uh, and what it can do to, to, to physically change regions of our brain, for example. Uh, and I think, I think, people coming into this uh, that get that insight, mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that can really get people more warm to it or, or to a place where they can start to understand whether it is something for them or not. Um, and I think as, a, as, a, as an introduction, if I think about my kind of introduction to this, it was to obviously go and uh, Reiki was the was the gateway and then I in my own time I started just going on to YouTube and putting in mm. you know guided meditation mm -hmm. as a as a into the search and there was different things coming up and there was guided meditation for for clarity for focus for anxiety for you know for connecting to higher self to you know all the different stuff that you can see in there and there's huge amounts mm -hmm. and I just started experimenting with different ones the things that I maybe looked at and really just resonated with me what's going on in my life right now and which one of those really connects with where I am at just now um, and if it's just about wanting to be a little bit more focused or concentrated whatever it is 
go and just click on that and just see how it feels uh, and see how you feel after it. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. I'm going to just do a quick plug, actually. Um, and I'm not paid for saying this, but there's a great uh, YouTube channel called Infinite Waters in brackets diving deep with a guy called Ralph Smart. Mm. Uh, and he does, you know, like 20 minute kind of conversations about opening your third eye and mm -hmm. such stuff, which is, uh, he makes it very engaging, but also kind of palatable for people that maybe still find it a wee bit out there. Um, taking it back maybe a little bit, I mean, I assume that people know about the types of things that I'm talking about and often I'll be wrong. Um, what is mindfulness? Me, you want to? Well, yeah. go on. So, uh, mindfulness is, is to simplify it. You know, it's it's the art of learning to to live in the present moment with kind of full non-judgmental awareness of what's happening while it's happening, and that includes uh, thoughts. Uh, you know, we're awareness of of thoughts and uh, you know coming through as they're happening. We're aware of them and but not identifying with them all, not engaging in them all, because that then becomes thinking. Uh, mm. And when we get into when we get into the thinking, that's that can sometimes take us down the spirals of negative or unhelpful um, tangents that can impact how we how we feel on a day to day basis. So that's that's it in a very a very simplistic way. But yeah. um, there's got so much, it's got so much depth to it. The practice it's untrue. And it really just depends on how much somebody chooses to practice it. Uh, and um, it, it's something, because you're kind of accessing this heightened sense of awareness of, of all things that are going on in your experience at that moment, including thoughts and feelings and emotions and sensations in the body, that can sometimes, depending on where people are at in their life or maybe if they've had any diff real difficult situations happening, like some traumatic things, you know, breakups, grief, loss, these kind of things. Mm -hmm. It can bring that stuff quite strongly to, to, to the into someone's awareness. So it's just to know that that that, that mindfulness is um you know, when you come into it, you know, just come into a place where maybe things are a little bit more stable. Um but I'll you know, having said that, I have been on courses where people have recently lost people very close to them and it has significantly helped their journey in, in coping with that mm -hmm. because the, the 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 tools that you get during a course of, of mindfulness for example are really helpful for self-management and self-care and it, it just allows us to manage life with a different perspective we can disengage from the sometimes the you know, the, the, the some of the kind of thoughts and thinking that, that is going on that are leading to us starting to be overwhelmed emotionally. And um, so, yeah, there's lots of depth to it, but hopefully that's given a bit of a, a, yeah. a brief intro. Yeah, really good, mm. really good. Um, one of my good friends, Matt Brown, told me about a Tim Ferriss analogy, which I think is absolutely fan fantastic. And he speaks about his thoughts like uh, in terms of a washing machine. Mm. And if he's not meditating, then the thoughts are just, he's in the washing machine and the thoughts are just going round and round and round. Whereas if he's meditated or being mindful, then he's outside the washing machine looking in. And yeah. he's just the observer of the thoughts, yeah, yes. which yeah. I think is a, a beautiful way to put it. Andrew, how, how would you describe meditation? 
and and how to how people could kind of access that get into that well <clears throat> there are many forms of meditation of course but mindfulness being one yeah one and perhaps the most popular at the moment mm. but really meditation is just about reconnecting with the self um i guess it's all about returning to the moment the simplest form of meditation is always the best which is just connecting with your breathing mm. um the difficulty comes in the fact that we are all so busy these days we are bombarded with information and therefore for many of us including me we we really have to retrain how we think um and that is simply about taking some time just to be in the moment and slowing things down and watching your thoughts as they pass and sort of as you said stepping back from them and realizing that in actual fact these this passage of thoughts that we have are mostly in the past or in the future and really very little about what's happening in the moment and the one thing that's happening in the moment all the time is the breath um but most of us aren't aware of it so the simplest form of meditation for me is sitting closing the eyes and then just noticing the flow of breathing and stepping back from the thoughts becoming the observer of them and then you notice that these thoughts are part of patterns and routines and habits and you realize that they're not really you and when you do that you get a bit of control over how you react to the thoughts the thoughts aren't necessarily the issue it's how we react to them um if you think of it like a phobic reaction so many of us in this life have phobias um even little ones spiders and snakes and public speaking and oh i've dealt with hundreds if not thousands of them over the years in in my private practice but we think about having a phobic reaction and the thought itself changes the way we feel mm-hmm. but there's nothing there in real life mm-hmm. and that happens to all of us to one degree or the other as we go through our life as we're reminded of things that have happened in the past a smell a bit of music uh, a certain taste uh something that reminds us of something that happened in the past triggers a memory mm-hmm. changes the way the energy flows and gives us a feeling that we don't want it is incredibly quick it's incredibly difficult to change on your own but one of the things that helps is this mindful practice this meditative practice of noticing it and realizing that it's actually not you mm-hmm. and in many ways that's what hypnotherapy <clears throat> does it just does it in a quicker way than we could do ourselves hmm. but that's that can be very powerful in a positive sense as well because of the ability to be able to tap into an emotion of say gratitude or something good based on a past experience you're still able to access the emotion yes but um yeah you're just shortening the the process i guess yeah. i mean there's a technique that i teach called favorite place of relaxation mm-hmm. which is all about bringing back pictures and if you see pictures and sounds and smells and tastes and feelings of a place real or imaginary that you feel deeply relaxed mm. and the more that you can do that and the more you can anchor those sensations those images and feelings and whatever in your mind the more it builds the mind body connection 
And the more that you can have the reverse of the phobic response, which is to take a deep breath, close your eyes and return to that favourite place of relaxation in order to change how you feel. And But that takes a little bit of practice. Mm. But as long as you're gentle with it and you allow it to be the journey, then you can, as you say, you can build that resilience in. Mm -hmm. um, and from a favourite place of relaxation, you can start to visit a place of healing or a place of gratitude or a place of love or a place of confidence or positivity and start to rebuild these positive connections between the mind and the body and mm. the emotions. Yeah. It's hugely mm. powerful. Most of us don't realise how, how how quickly we can do that, given the yeah. right simple, simple tools. Definitely. I mean, your apps are an amazing way for people to tap into a lot of this good stuff mm. super accessible really mm. easy to just fire up um and i've done you know in-person meditation with you as well i just absolutely love it um gary i didn't know the term i don't know this is necessarily the technical term but like a body scan meditation yeah I found that to just be incredibly powerful yeah starting at your toes working <clears throat> up to your head just relaxing and easing everything even that in and of itself mm -hmm. is such an amazingly powerful tool yeah it's a it's a, one of the it's one of the kind of staple practices within a, a mindfulness curriculum, the mm. body scan and body awareness is something that's really, really important for, for everybody really because our body is so intelligent and is, in, is communicating with us in various ways um, every day. And if we don't listen to what the body's telling us, we can miss out on something important. And I think sometimes because we're so busy up in our heads mm -hmm. with all our um, thoughts and uh, to-do list and on that treadmill of life, we <laughs> don't sometimes stop to become connected with ourselves and listen to what the body's telling us. And sometimes the body's saying you need to slow down, you need to take a break, uh, you need to give the brain a break because you've just been intense, you know, intensively uh, active and thinking for, you know, many many days on on the trot which is really really tiring us out it's really uh, draining our energy mm. it's building up our stress and so these the the, the various uh, forms of meditation i'm sure everybody would find one that really connects mm -hmm. well with them body scan is is one that um you know that i like as well and uh, you know some people initially when they do a body scan they either really really connect with it or it takes a little bit of time to to, to feel their way into because if we aren't particularly connected or a little bit disengaged from our body, um, sometimes that process can, you know, we just have to go through that process of becoming more familiar with, with that connection to the body, aware of sensations and how the body feels. And um, it can, you know, we can, we can see signs earlier as well that because of the mind, when the mind is going through maybe a lot of emotional, uh, there's a lot of emotional stuff coming through there and a lot of, negative and unhelpful stuff if we get into those thinking patterns over and over and over we're establishing um quite deep connections within the brain um that just bring these thoughts back to us on a daily basis and they're triggering feelings and emotions that um the body will eventually start to give us signals that um, we need to have a look at that but a lot of people don't make that connection. They just think, why? Why is my stomach not feeling great? Why is my why is my my back not feeling great? Why you know my whole body's got this tension in it or whatever it is? The, that's the body basically saying, have a look at what's going on in the mind, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when when we do that, um, anytime I'm ill, anytime, and, I, and I'm not ill often, anytime that I am, I know why. I know why. I just, you know, I, I just I realise maybe I've overwhelmed myself with work and I'm really working very, very long hours trying to keep, keep on top of it all. And I start to, you know, I start to become aware of some of the thought patterns that are coming in as well. And then sometimes after that big period of activity, you get a little bit of a break from it. Your body just gives out and you get sick. Um, and um, and I and I always know why. You know, the mm. first thing I do when I feel not hundred percent is I think about how I've been how I've been thinking. What's the mind? What's been going on in the mind? Mm. That's uh, step one. Um, and if I've been in my highest, happiest, productive, and you know, in my kind of flow state or whatever you want to call it, where you're just not you know you're not really engaging in negativity and unhelpful stuff. Um, then typically you'll be fit and well. Mm. <laughs> I think it's a very common thing. I think most people watching this or listening later would find that there are so many times that we work, we go through our working life and we switch off and go on holiday and the second day of the holiday you get a cough or a cold or mm. you start to feel the results of the, 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 the work that we've been doing too much of adrenaline keeps us going and going and going and then the body relaxes and the adrenaline disappears and the immune system just goes oh give me a break yeah <clears throat> and it just you you there, there are many people i've worked with in the past that have every time they go on holiday they become ill <laughs> because they've simply not taken the time during their working week for self-care and yeah i think that's hugely important huge these days. yeah yeah <laughs> It's it's almost become a uh, a luxury. People mm. say, you know, think of taking a break as a little luxury, you know, uh, or oh, if I can find the time for it, you know, that's the that's the kind of mentality, um, and that has got a short shelf life. Um, we we have to absolutely get our balance of our all our achieving and doing, um, our our kind of you know managing difficulty, and then having this this soothing side to 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 make sure that we're, uh, we're we're looking after ourselves along that journey otherwise we are yeah we're going to we're 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 going to get uh, we're going to get taken down at some point with something mm-hmm. um and it might be at a time where you where it's least convenient mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's essential that we that we add these things in our, to our day and, and, and change our thinking about it i think a lot of people have got we, and I, I include myself in that i've got gotten to to sort of periods of of just so heavily focusing on all the things that i needed to do and and not prioritizing at certain points the um the kind of soothing stuff the 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 becoming and dropping more into a sort of being mode from a doing mode switching that off giving the body the brain and everything a chance to kind of recharge and Mm. refresh itself so you can go again um, and uh, I think a lot of people get sucked into that game. This life that we all live nowadays, modern day living, is 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 uh, you know 101 miles an hour, and everybody's trying to do things very quickly, mm-hmm. trying to get to whatever it is, whatever place they're trying to get to very quickly, trying to make a certain amount of money very quickly, and that drives people into sometimes not particularly helpful patterns of living. So uh, it's essential, uh, and I think for me the 
you know, just going back to your point about meditation and all the different variants of it. I mean, you know, you've got you know a lot of people are doing yoga now. You know, there's a mm-hmm. meditative element to that, mm-hmm. but movement meditation. And for me, it's about just all these different elements of of meditation are just about becoming more familiar with whatever it is you're doing. You know, if you're becoming doing your mindfulness stuff, you're becoming more familiar with your experience of you know sound sensations thoughts feelings the whole lot um and uh, you know other types of meditation you're you're visualizing you're becoming more you know familiar with elements of of, of that process and so it's very very informative uh, and for me one of the most important things for Mm -hmm. self-development in my experience anyway Mm -hmm. awesome one of the questions that I've asked people um, in interviews and in doing Inspired Edinburgh interviews. And it's a bit of an esoteric question, but it's what is your worldview? Um, and what I suppose I kind of mean by that is if you can explain the way that you experience the world and, you know, your mindset towards it. So would you say that you're kind of positive optimistic would you say that you're realistic would you say that you're frustrated and pessimistic Andrew starting with yourself I mean how would you describe the way that you interpret this um you know there's there's just a a quote that I would add and it's that um we're not we're not human beings having a spirit spiritual experience we're spiritual beings having a human experience Mm. I think that's such a great quote. Sorry, yeah. I just wanted to get that in. Yeah, I don't yeah. know whether it was relevant or not. It just sounded good. Yeah, it's yeah. a very good quote. Well, mm. how deep down the rabbit hole do you want to go, Elliot? As deep as let's, as deep as it goes. Let's, let's go. Let's go deep. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I am a positive realist. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that it is the only thing we can do is change ourselves. I mm. believe that the more that we change ourselves and move towards healing ourselves, the more we will heal those are or help to heal or no, that's wrong. Hold on. <laughs> I think the more that we heal ourselves, the more that we show our true selves to others, the more they will allow themselves to heal. And in doing so, it ripples out fully throughout the world. Spot on. I think that we believe too much that we have no power. And we do. The power is over ourselves. And once we grasp that and we realise that what we are seeing external to us is really, to one, to put it in a, a simple term, much more of an illusion than we think, mm-hmm. that we are much more in control of creating. We're, we're, we're on the sort of leading edge of creativity and experience. And... We can't change what's happening in front of us. The only thing we can do is change our reaction to what's happening in front of us. And in doing so, we retain a sense of self. Um, And so I am a a big fan of Eckhart Tolle. Mm. I'm a huge fan. I think he's perhaps the most authentic messenger yeah. um, out there at the moment. Amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I practice a lot of his meditations. I believe that if you take his entire recordings and all his books and distill them down, it's just about 
being in the moment. That's all it is, living in the now. I think most of us need to hear that message, as he does, as he as he talks about it. I believe that most of us need to hear that in different ways, continually, repetitive, until it actually clicks. Some of us, like uh, Eckhart Tolle, it, it, it comes from a place of deep, deep pain. And something snaps in the mind, and we realise who we are and where we are in the universe. Um, for most of us uh, in this game that we're playing called life, um, all the shiny things, are, are uh, all the distractions are uh, too powerful. Uh, and uh, as we talked about earlier, sometimes it takes a, a, an event, something that happens in our life that mm -hmm. shakes us and we go down to we get broken down and we go down to our uh, the core of our being and then we come up stronger and more illuminated and more enlightened mm. um so one of the one of the transformational things that happened in my life was that i as i started my career the best bit of advice i got and i've talked about this many times was one one of my lecturers who said you need to go and volunteer volunteer for a charity that you can help with stress management or resilience training or coping skills. And I, I worked <clears throat> for a couple of years with a cancer support centre and in Ayrshire, and I worked with one-to-ones and groups. And that really taught me a huge amount about what people are going through. And I, in the first couple of months, I kept hearing people say the gift of cancer the gift of cancer and I, I thought this is mad what a, what a ridiculously horrific thing to say, how can cancer be a gift how, how is this possible but the more I talked to people about this the, and the people who were using this phrase they were saying that for many of them that was the signal to reevaluate their life and get in touch with people that they hadn't they'd lost touch with to perhaps change careers and follow their bliss to get in touch with their perhaps their spiritual and emotional side and a lot mm. and, and deeper and in doing so if they went into remission as they looked back a couple of years later as they looked back to what had happened how their life had transformed mm -hmm. And they look back, and I know this is a, such a ridiculous thing to say, or, or it sounds a ridiculous thing to say, but an awful lot of people said, if that hadn't, if I hadn't had that wake-up call, I wouldn't be the person I am now. Mm -hmm. Reconnected with myself, with my family, with my bliss, with my passion, with my power, mm -hmm. with my spiritual side. And it took me a long time to understand that. So I, I think the... Many people who are the, the messengers these days, the, the Eckhart Tolle's, the, the late and great Wayne Dyer, mm. um, Marianne Williamson, and uh, uh, so many more have had that dark night of the soul, something that's just triggered them into re-evaluating everything. Um, not that I'm saying you need to find that. Uh, far from it. You can do things to start the journey yourself, but... Um, um, no one wants to go into that state, mm -hmm. but um, some great things come from it. Mm -hmm. Awesome answer. Yeah, great stuff in there.
I um, went off tangent a little bit there, but hey, there perfect. we go. Awesome. Gary, the the question, I suppose, the, the worldview question, I mean, how would you describe your own? My goodness. Um, just one thing I want to say on, on the back of what Andrew said there, you know, I do support absolutely the things that he was saying. And I think regarding, regarding illness in general, we still have a, a lot of people that are looking for answers outside of themselves mm-hmm. um, to, to heal from illness and to, 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 to point fingers of where that illness has come from. And it is complex because there's we don't know really if there's been some genetic components or but one of the genetic components that we do inherit is 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 how we think and how we feel. That is something that we can pick up through genetic expression, through the ancestry. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's been some difficulty and uh, you know, and with our parents or grandparents or whatever it is, and then we come along and maybe some of those lessons and challenges haven't been fully fully learnt uh, and overcome mm-hmm. then these things are, are are passed on to the next generation to come along and maybe learn and, and overcome some of these similar types of lessons uh, until somebody manages to break through and do the work and overcome and then the next generation might not have that same challenge to to face that's my view of things anyway and mm. I've had a lot of clarity on that during my own experience but just to go back to the the question um i believe the world's an amazing place i think there's um, so much there's so much um so much to love and enjoy about it uh so much so that i kind of feel quite a little bit um not free because i've maybe you start to get you know you create but you create a business you have to then put all the effort and all the the, the the sort of deep work into growing a business and it consumes you and you can forget for months on end that you actually there's a big world out there that you've still got a desire to see and do things and so you feel a little bit restricted and not free and I think you know that to me is something that I kind of battle with sometimes because sometimes I like to just pack my case and go um, but I think for me there, there, there's light and dark in everything, isn't it? That's what life's about. There's there's mm. light, light and dark inside of us. There's light and dark that we see in our external world as well. And I think the with all the fantastic things that are going on, and we are very much on a we're going through an evolutionary cycle of change at the moment that that's significant uh, in its nature. There's so much change happening so quickly that uh, people are being i think forced a little bit to to really um i think to to heal and and try and move on at the at this at the the, the same almost the same rate that the that the world is moving on and i think people that stay in in resistance to that flow mm. um are just going to encounter more more suffering and more difficulty yeah so but i think i think yeah sorry were you going to ask a question there no no not, not really no i was just going to I was thinking about saying um, it's the whole outer world follows inner world, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, and, it, and I think the, the 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 point that you know that Andrew was making about the the importance of of working on ourselves first, because mm-hmm. you know from that place um, we are more prepared to support other people uh, and share stories and give people the, um, the, 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 the courage to, to step forward and, and, and start to, to, to do the same. Um, and, and there's loads of that stuff going on over social media just now. And, and mm. I think it's great to, to mm-hmm. do that as long as everybody, you know, people that are doing it, their, their motives are, are, 
uh, are sound in terms of what they're doing. They're just, you know, authentically trying to share what's happened so that they can help others to to do it. I think they, we, there's a very fine line where, you know, we can get into a little bit, um, <clears throat> yeah, we can get a little bit self-centered through that process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> have a, a, a motive of trying to create lots of money and become wealthy from it and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, I think hopefully if that, you know, if, uh, again, it, it, there's, 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 there's everything and all things out there. Yeah. And it's just about people trying to connect with the authentic message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned Eckhart Tolle. I mean, I, <laughs> amazing. I could, I could listen to him all day. Yeah, Every I, day. I, I fall asleep. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's just uh, the amount of time standing in the kitchen making my breakfast in the morning. We're just, you know, I've got one of his sessions on. I just I love it. You know, the when he drops his little his little funnies and giggle, yeah. giggles and laughs and stuff like that about the the stupidity of the human race in terms of how we how we go about our our, our lives and things. It's it, it, it's amusing, yeah. and I can relate to a lot of it as well because I've probably done most of it. But. Um, <laughs> I think for me in terms of the terms of the you know the 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 world I mean I think I genuinely believe that our journey is as humans is you know we go through all these different stages of of growth and development um and it's important that we keep going with that throughout our lives I think when we get to the point where we think this is it this is me I'm not changing now I'm not mm. going to that's when the problems start to come because yeah. the universe has another idea for mm. you and it will start to bring more challenging things to your uh, attention, mm. asking you to step forward mm. and grow and, yeah. and, and, and overcome fears and all that kind of stuff. And if we resist that and we don't go with it, then the, 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 the pressure builds yeah. and the suffering can, 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 can heighten as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to keep, keep finding the courage to step forward and evolving and growing with every challenge that we get and see every difficult situation that comes into our lives as an opportunity to grow. Yeah. I think if we see it as just this thing that's happening to me, you mentioned earlier about, you know, the to me mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that, yeah. that's, that, I, that was me. You know, <laughs> that used to be me, you know, I used mm-hmm. to be, you know, moaning about this and that. And, uh, and I think what one of the things that really triggered me into this was that I went through a, a period of 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 quite intense research and digging quite deep on the some of the conspiracies and, <laughs> and, the, on, and yeah and the and the, <laughs> the the deep state and and all the things going on within government and all yeah. the corruption and um uh, you know the the things going on at the highest levels of all the control systems you know banking pharmaceuticals all that kind of stuff hmm. and had it 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 woken me up Mm-hmm. It was. It was part. I think lots of people go on that journey to just awaken to what is going on. Yeah. And uh, from that place, we can start to make decisions about what we want to do with that information. Some of it, we 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 know is factual. Mm-hmm. Some of it, we don't know is factually correct. We just have a sense that it could be, and so it's a sense perception. And sometimes we go off with down the road of having beliefs about things that that we we think are true but actually might not be um so i, I had to get myself to the point where i mean i was you know a few few years ago engaging in facebook discussions mm. and disagreements and sharing things and because uh, I, I just felt that <clears throat> just because i'd started to get more uh, 
connected into this stuff and it was making sense to me about how all this stuff has come together and who's who's in control of this and that and the other <clears throat> i felt it was my duty to try and share that with them with with people to try and help other people to to start to maybe see a different perspective in it as well but then you just get sucked into you know the people who are not at that who yeah. are, not, are not on that same 100%. journey they come in and start firing things in because they're looking through the lens of well a very different lens and 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 yeah. very much the they're still putting they're still trusting like, mainstream media sources to get their information they still read mm -hmm. papers they still they're heavily in, uh, consumed within the the kind of financial world of, of 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 you know economics and what we need to do to 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 stay safe and flourish and all that kind of stuff and it just clouds people's views about Completely. about the the wider world it really does but and I I had to just pull myself back from that and completely because I was getting really I was getting anger was a strong emotion coming through uh, I was not present around my family because I was going through what can I do to try and help the situation mm. I was ruminating I was just oh, I was I was I was I was doing my own head in yeah with it all yeah and I'd got myself down a number of rabbit holes where I thought right and my partner was fantastic with this actually because she sort of said to me you're changing you're you're you know you're you're not you're not you and you you're this has taken up a lot of your time and energy and she was spot on um so my withdrawal from that was essential to 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 allow me to move into what i'm doing now hmm. but i used that as a catalyst because how can i affect the world in some kind of positive way mm -hmm. well on a small level i can start with myself yeah as Andrew brilliantly put, you've got to start with with yourself, <laughs> mm -hmm. because how we think and feel, and then how we act, is 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 a is you know it's got a, it's got an energy behind it, it's got a vibration behind it. We 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 need to, you know, we need to work on that, and then, you know, from that place we can add value to other people. And in the business, uh, the self social enterprise that I've set up, if I can um, share some of this stuff with more people and help people to uh, maybe um, get to some realizations themselves through that process, become more resilient and stronger and start to lead more from their hearts rather than their heads, the, the, the kind of the, the ego state. If they, we start living more heart in a heart-centered way, then we, we are going to affect the wider world in a positive way. Yeah. And that was the way for me to be able to try and make some kind of a ripple or change I, you, you get a lot you get lost in yourself with all that starting to try and you know boil the ocean with it um, <laughs> so i had to yeah. go um at a, some kind of a small level and and it was me that had to change not other people because mm -hmm. you can only control this yeah yeah so mm -hmm. true there's so many different things that i could that i i could pick up pick up on from what you said it's just absolutely fascinating i mean i went through that myself <clears throat> the whole conspiracy theory thing you know 9-11 was an inside job zeitgeist mm -hmm. movement stuff mm. and it's fascinating but there comes a time and a point where you're just like well you know it is what it is <laughs> really what can i do, what can I do with that information exactly you know, like false flag operations this and that operations northwood mm. but yeah yeah like i've I don't know what I would call them. They're not really arguments. They're not really debates. But with my dad regularly as to why I don't consume, read the newspapers or consume mainstream media, you know. Mm. And, and ultimately, you just start arguing about 
your perspectives. And there's a meme online where it's one person standing, there's a, a, well, it's either a nine or a six that's drawn on the floor, and someone's standing at one side of it saying it's six, and there's another person standing on the other side saying it's nine, and, you know, the, neither of right. them are really wrong. <laughs> it's just it's just their perspective <clears throat> on it. And I think appreciating that everyone is operating from their own level of consciousness, or their yeah. own level of awareness, yeah. yes. and, you know, you're never necessarily going to align with people that have different perspectives and that's just part of life yeah you know yeah the inbuilt programming that we have and where we lead from will determine what we what kind of a world we see and what kind of uh, you know what kind of beliefs we have what kind of uh, outcomes and discussions that we want to get and if we're leading from a place that's just about trying to prove that we're right um which is quite ego driven um uh, and I had to learn that myself. You know what? What? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. What, what's what's what what's what? What are you going to get from it? If people want to waken themselves to some of the stuff that's going on and choose to, um, whether they want to 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 believe at some level it could be true, then that's up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not not your job to to to, to help them to do that. Um, and so I think that <clears throat> I think you can you can get into. Um, you can get into to, to habits there where you see the world through quite a dark lens. Mm, yeah. You can start to see that there's all this difficulty and all this. And I'm still very passionate about um, corruption mm-hmm. and in terms of um, stuff going on and the the, the, the imperialism and, mm-hmm. and what that's done across the world to, to, to heighten people's suffering. And the stuff that's going on right now, I think I did post something the other day about, you know, stuff going on in Yemen. I saw that. Um, which I, you know, I I, I have moments where I think, you know, get on a plane, hmm. go over. Yeah. And give somebody a hug, you know, just try and do something to try and, to try and help these people, you know. I, I do, I feel overly connected in, in that way sometimes. And then I have to kind of, you know, rationalise a bit and say, right, you know what can you do? What are the what are the small things you can do to try and help? Well, mm-hmm. if you want to go down a trying to influence political people, then you could you know you could start small and message your MP and say you want this to be brought up in in Parliament. You can if you see the, you know legitimate causes out there who are trying to kind of you know trying to do helpful things to 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 get aid to to people and and different stuff. Then you might want to do that. But I think ultimately. Um, uh, we have to. You've got to. You've got to throw love at it rather than throw more anger and, <laughs> yeah, and on, onto the onto the the, the fire because it, it, I've learned through my own experience that that doesn't really work mm-hmm. and I have to really try and control and regulate that in me yeah. because I've got a I've got a real burning desire to 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 yeah to want to to help and 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 wake people up to their senses and the people who are perpetuating this mm-hmm. i would love to get in a room with them you know <laughs> yeah i would yeah. love it <laughs> yeah anyway yeah 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 mm. i think there's <clears throat> i think what we're being shown now in the world with certain politicians is a signal it's contrast it's just a signal to illuminate something in us that Gives us the contrast to the contrast, yeah. i.e., you know, it's it's a really simplistic way of saying it. But people either come from fear or they come from love, yeah. and and if you break it down to that and you watch certain people saying certain things, you will know 
you will know it's either fear or love, mm-hmm. and you can choose which way you want to go. Yeah. Um, it really is and can be that simple. And if you see something that is uh, in contrast to your belief, then you have to do the opposite and and, and show more love and mm. more caring and more understanding. And as Gary said, the more of us that do that, the more it will start to change. We can change things hugely yeah. if enough of us want to change. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Big time. You know, it fun, nearly, it's fun. You know, it nearly happened in the 60s. Mm. It nearly happened mm. that the, the, uh, there was a lot of people on that journey for want to talk about old hippies, but mm. they were they were very close to changing people's perceptions. Yeah. And um, who's to say what would have happened? But we have this ability now to connect with other people and we have the ability to show love and we have the ability to show our best, the best sides and parts of ourselves. And the more that we can do that and the more in touch with ourselves we become, the more we will gather strength. And... Mm-hmm. Um, shift will happen mm-hmm. love it yeah yeah i'll try and go off on a tangent and then come back full circle actually mm-hmm. so i was watching the joe rogan experience with darren brown on it um i tend to watch it more than i listen to it actually mm. and they got into talking about kind of law of attraction secret type stuff and it's not dissimilar to the world view you know how you experience the world and darren was saying that it's always healthy to have an element of kind of skepticism or cynicism or um, kind of healthy negativity in some respects. Like, uh, if you'd asked me what was my worldview, I'd have said, and and I still kind of maintain this. Elliot, that, what's your worldview? What's my what's my worldview? <laughs> it's it's generally been that like um, life happens for me. So I on on in terms of a spectrum, I'd have said that I was probably deluded optimism, um, with a hint of realness. <laughs> You know, so I genuinely would trust in that there's some sort of, I don't believe in God, I don't particularly believe in any sort of higher power, but I believe that um, positive attracts positive and that being optimistic and coming, trying to come at life from a place of love, that that's what you ultimately will attract into it. And I, mm-hmm. I still massively believe that. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that. I fully believe that, you know, had it not been for me doing different things in my life and taking maybe a different path i wouldn't be sitting here with you guys i wouldn't be having this conversation if i had never got into spirituality or listened to eckhart tolle Mm. i wouldn't be having this conversation i wouldn't be sitting with you guys you know and so how did i um manifest this situation you know on a a on a sort of metaphysical level though you Mm. know if if we're all energy and we're all vibration Mm. then you do have the ability to shift that to be a negative or a positive mm. and yeah. by trying to condition yourself to be positive i mm. think that you do attract positive things into your life and you i do. don't think that's delusional no no i don't either no it's just a different viewpoint yeah it's just yeah. that seeing the positive in any situation mm-hmm. trying to like I'm, trying to <laughs> we're all human it's challenging at times but yeah of well, some is. of us yeah. yeah of course it is not all of us <laughs> yeah we can i mean that we can't have this utopian sort of existence yeah. where everything we see is positive, you know, that's just unrealistic. It's about it's about how we deal with uh, with all the different things that are going on. But I, I mean, the, the whole quantum physics side of things and universal laws and you know your law of attraction and mm-hmm. you know karma and all these different things. When you start to get 
different views on these things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I've done, gone to workshops and connected into things online and really started to um, to try and, yeah, to try and gather information that might be helpful to me, just to understand what's going on a bit better. And I think we've all got that that inner desire to know you know who are we and what, hmm. what is this all about you know hmm. i think it's a it's a it's a common question and i think the biggest the biggest um step forward for me in in, in this journey was just realizing that um you know the the we're just for me i firmly believe that this is just a we're using these bodies as a vehicle to experience what we're experiencing, uh, to 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 make strides at a soul level rather than rather than a, a, a material level. You know, mm-hmm. this is just the experience we're having, and I think you know the when we start to disengage from the kind of the stories that we tell ourselves and the identities that we've created for ourselves and the the you know because it can lead to people becoming quite feared of death and things like that as well you know i'm completely comfortable with that, with that now um and yeah i'm the same almost seeing this as just a you know it, you know it's it's a it's a guarantee um but in terms of what happens after that i think obviously we don't know we, we don't know we don't know specifically what that is but um i've got a i've got a real sense of um excitement that if i can do good work during this life that maybe there could be another one at a soul level that's hmm. very different and has different you know things to overcome but it's all heading in a a particular direction enlightenment whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but um, I, I i i entertain these things i, I do Me entertain too. them yeah um, yeah totally there's a guy on youtube called hans wilhelm um and his stuff's awesome and he talks about what happens after death and it's like it's unverifiable, but mm. he's talking like you're talking about that ultimately you're a soul, so you're just like pure consciousness, yep. and then you're <clears throat> given a body and you're uh, uh, transported to the material world. Mm-hmm. In this case, we're on Earth, yep. and then you learn stuff throughout your life, and things are put in your way in order to, for you to ultimately try and evolve to the next stage Ascend, of yeah. yeah yeah and there's like seven grades and you're working your way up and by the time you get to the top you're at like the peak level and you just that's like mm-hmm. i don't you don't really come, know what's there you but maybe don't come back here for exactly. a, a material experience because yeah you're, you're in nirvana or whatever you want to call it, it but yeah 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 who knows andrew meaning of life 42 <laughs> <laughs> the meaning of life is the meaning you give it Mm, and if awesome. you choose to give it your own meaning then you're in control mm. um, James Taylor the great singer songwriter uh, wrote a song called The Meaning of Life and uh, the meaning of life he says is enjoying the passage of time mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> the most mindful thing that any sing- singer songwriter has ever written so it's a great song folks mm. if you want to listen to it james taylor the meaning of life yep. oh i beg your pardon the secret of life secret of life not the meaning of life <laughs> um but uh, sounds very alan Wattsy, actually <clears throat> well alan watts is a great person to go and yeah, listen to yeah, what yeah. a beautiful voice and what what it's amazing superb. messages mm. yeah um yeah the meaning of life uh is the meaning you give it and you're you're allowed to change the meaning you give it in every moment yeah um and uh, life happens to us and through us, and uh, we can change our experience at any point. At any point, we can decide to think a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, that's a tough thing to do. Mm. Uh, it's a very difficult thing to do because what we experience or what we think we experience in the real world uh, feels very real, um, but it's not. It's not real at all because what we're experiencing is all in here. We're seeing it and hearing it and feeling it in here rather than out there. Uh, and if we choose, choose to believe that it's all out there, then what's out there will affect what's in here. And the only way that we can truly be in control is realise it's all in here. Mm, yeah. And that's tough. Mm, that yeah. really is tough. There's yeah. a lot of people have struggled with that over the mm. years, including myself. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, every little, every little thought, every little um, change of thought, or a miracle, as they call it, in course, in miracles, any any little change of thought starts us changing on a cellular level. And the more that we mm. can do that, the more we can start to evolve mm. and um, yep. become the people we were destined to be. Mm. Yeah, whatever that is. Mm. <gasps> yeah, I think I think. Just to add to that, I think the the we what we see in the world is really just an expression of human consciousness, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. it's that's what we see, and I think that over over time and all these, you know, the the I think the that this mindset of kind of um, let's look at imperialism, for example, and the, all this kind of this mentality of and we're seeing it played out within the political spectrum, just that you know quite quite significantly uh, in the US and Britain mm -hmm. and lots of other places as well these um these this these individuals who have got themselves into these positions of power who are uh, deeply rooted in this imperialistic um uh, kind of thinking where it's about you know some will have a, a a, a good life or a comfortable life and the rest will be exploited is very much the ideology and that's the ideology that exists within some of the political parties as well that's what they're built on that's the foundation that they're built on and um, if you if you vote for that political party that's also your values whether you choose yeah. to acknowledge it or not and sometimes people need to hear that to <clears throat> maybe get a reaction <clears throat> from them to maybe just that's that's not why that's not why I believe. <clears throat> well, that's what you're voting for. Hmm. So I think we have to be very uh, take the gloves off and just be very honest with uh, with people. And I'm a quite a I'm quite an honest and upfront guy. I don't don't tend to um, uh, you know put a bed of roses around it if that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and to help us to to, to change that, we need to change. Um, how people uh, help them to kind of see a different perspective on life in terms of we don't just look after those that are those that are closest to us and to hell with everybody else. We mm -hmm. we we, we kind of do our best to to to, to be kind and 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 and, uh, and look after uh, everyone if we can, you know, in, in different ways. Um, and I think if we and what we're also seeing, I think as well is that you know some of the the, the inbuilt programming that exists within uh, the human brain that, that, that in, in, in the conditions and the experiences that we have in childhood and all these things can shape how how we we behave and how we think and how we feel, um, which you know is effectively you know that's part of our personality and and but we very much I think as part of this journey. Uh, I think if we get into set ways of seeing ourselves, then it 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 restricts us from 
changing because for, for as far as I'm concerned, I want to change my destiny from the one that I came into this life with because we've I've come in with all this genetic program and I've come in with this stuff that I've inherited through the ancestral line. And, and I don't know exactly what that destiny is, but I'm choosing to create my own destiny through yeah. how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling and what I'm giving out to, to others that are around about me and how I'm working on myself. So if I look at my family situation, I can see patterns there that of things that I've inherited and my parents inherited things from their parents and it just keeps going and going and going. So I've been able to sit back and mindfulness has been really helpful for me and allowing me to sit back and have a look at some of the patterns of thinking, of feeling, of of behaviours, uh, and some of the some of the some of the challenges and lessons that perhaps my family have had that I've also then had, mm-hmm. uh, and I can see me and them and them and me and 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 I've made decisions to say, well, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be my path. Mm-hmm. And it's helped, excuse me, helped me massively to get over a period um, a couple of years ago of of where I was on a similar uh, downward spiral to the one that my dad had obviously gone down when he was of a similar age that I was back then, and uh, I was when I was a child, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the tools to cope with some of the difficulty that he was facing and the some of the thinking that was taking him down these um, these these spirals of of into to, to mental health serious difficulty and and he he wanted out you know he'd had enough and he wanted out and um luckily he you know he, he he didn't that didn't occur but he's had a he's had a long and quite challenging road but he, he's you know he's still still going around he's still dodging along and um you know and 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 and, 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 and i like and, folk who can dodge along. yeah absolutely it's a good phrase but it's great it's, it's almost like the, the, the i had this sort of epiphany moment to see that I, I was i was getting this mirror image situation occurring to me this challenge was right in front of me and i was able to just see it playing out like on a on a movie screen and i just had a moment around the dinner table where i'd been going through I'd gone through a, a period of, of, you know, where I was, I was, uh, I was depressed, you know, mm. I was going through, I was, I was pretty low and uh, I had to shake myself out of it. And it was that thing that just triggered in me. And I just saw it like, I just, what age was my dad again? Similar age. What, what was, right. I know what's coming here. I can see it. Um, and it helped me. It just helped me to say, right, I've got to, I've got to start to think differently. Uh, and when I start to think differently, I'm going to start to feel different. And then from that place, I was able to move myself forward. Um, but it was again, it was a gift. It was now, brought to me as a, as a gift. Having that level of self awareness is a gift in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can also be a curse. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, when you when you know, yeah, you know too much and you see too much. You, you, yeah, you can, but. That, that's all part of it. It's not a smooth, it's, mm-hmm. not, a, it's, no, not, it's not a smooth contrast. journey, is it? It's, yeah, yeah, fully contrast, mm. full of ups and downs. And, and even these ups and downs can be from day to day. Yeah. You can have moments of realisation in a day mm. where yesterday you were feeling really not good and you can have a moment the day after and you're just like, clarity, mm. right, this is it. And you get this momentum forward, a little shift, something positive happens. You just think, right, I, I need to stop need to stop going there I need to stop going back into that default pattern yeah, of yeah. thinking and feeling because this is where it's going to take me mm-hmm. um, and from that place you can literally change these um we can change these connections in our brain 
make the new connections, and um, and from that place we can, uh, we, you know, we can really overcome some of the stuff that perhaps is is just been, you know, quite often is something we've inherited. Yeah, yeah, guys, that's about an hour and twenty minutes. My goodness, um, you're joking? No, no, I'm being deadly serious. So we'd talked about potentially doing a meditation at the end i think we'll probably have to leave that today um in the aid of i can do a, a good I can time do a five second but <laughs> okay close your eyes and focus on your breathing <laughs> that's perfect that's it awesome mm. that's all you need to know folks yeah 10 in breaths yeah yeah yeah. Um, guys, this has been amazing. So much fun, so much good stuff in here. And I think we should make this a, a, a semi-regular thing. Yeah. So I'd just like to thank you both for for uh, being here, coming on, and let's do it again. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Elliot. You've been a great host. Oh, yeah, fantastic. We enjoyed it. Yeah, let's get, <laughs> yeah. The, let's get the trilogy done. 100%. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, to anyone that's been watching uh, Facebook, Instagram, if you're still there, and YouTube, um, like, share, comment, subscribe, anything. Let us know what you thought of this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, see you again soon. Yeah, thanks for your time. Arrivederci. <laughs>